1: Hey girl, welcome to this week's episode of The Fearless Mujer. I am so excited that you're hanging out with me and I'm really excited for today's episode. I couldn't wait to air it. Today's episode is really going to be a deep one. And what I mean by that is that we are talking about forgiveness, which is not an easy topic. Most people don't wanna go there because it's a painful topic, but it's necessary. As women who want, to strive to be empowered and confident. Forgiveness is definitely a topic that we have to talk about. So on today's episode, I'm super excited. I had an amazing mujer on the podcast. She joined me for a virtual cup of cafecito. Her name is Erica Bohannon. She is the founder of Purposeful Journals. She tells us what inspired her to begin helping women heal and She's also a mom, she's a foodie, she loves to learn, and she truly enjoys helping other women heal through reflective journaling. She tells us what inspired her to start this journey, and she also tells us all about her journey of forgiveness after having been molested. So this episode may be hard to listen to, but I promise that you are going to be glad you listened to it. Now, we really dive deep into the power of forgiveness, faith, and healing. This cafecito chat was necessary because so many women live wounded because of unforgiveness. And girl, we don't need to be women who walk around bitter and full of unhealed wounds, right? We need to be women who strive to be powerful, empowered, confident, and free, to not feel that sting of unforgiveness and bitterness. So let me just say this as well. As someone who is a survivor of sexual abuse and the mother of a daughter who is also a survivor of sexual abuse, this episode was definitely needed. So if you have little ears that you usually listen to this podcast with, I want to say this. Um, you might not want them to hear this episode because we are talking about sexual abuse. So we talk about forgiveness, but also sexual abuse. And so I just want to let you know that if you have little ears and you don't want them to hear that, then please listen to this episode when they're not around. All right, girl. Well, grab your cafecito, grab your glass of wine, sit back, relax. We're going to go ahead and dive in. And we're also talking about superheroes. So I know that you're going to enjoy this cafecito chat. God bless. Mm Hey, girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine, sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Hey, girl, welcome to this week's episode of the Fearless Mujer. I'm so excited. I connected with Well, we connected (laughs) with each other. (laughs) Actually, no, I'm going to backtrack because we were connected by another amazing mujer, Cindy, who is a coach, and she was on this podcast. And it's just so amazing when you kind of put yourself out there and you start meeting other amazing women. So I'm going to welcome Erica. I don't want to jack up your last name, girl. So (laughs) welcome to the podcast. Please tell us a
0: little bit about who you are. For sure. So I am Erica Bohannon. I am a mom, (laughs) first and (laughs) foremost. I'm a mom. I'm a mom of a 15 year old boy named Chase. Well, teenager named Chase. I have a dog, dog mom too, of a seven year old Yorkie poo named uh, Maximus Prime, affectionately after Optimus Prime. (laughs) I love food, so I'm a foodie. Love to read. I'm a huge Avengers fan, and I have a heart to see women healing. In their journey of working to, towards healing. Excuse me, I'm sorry. It's been a long morning. I've been doing a lot, but um, I uh, my professional life. I'm an infant toddler coach um, in Ohio. I work with teachers to help them to improve on their practice, um, helping them to become more intentional teachers. Um, and I'm I'm honored to be here. I am super excited. I won't lie. Like. I almost like, like sent a message to you and said, Hey, look, I am ready. Let's go. I'm
1: so excited. First of all, let me just backtrack because I didn't know this. I didn't know that you are an Avengers fan. I am too. Girl, look, look, no, seriously. I, so my husband's not a sports guy. He's all, he was like into comics when he was little, but having like, you know, boys they usually get into like the superheroes, at least my son did. So I love Avengers, I love when the movies come out, and then Optimus Prime, yes, girl. So now I'm like, Oh no, we have way more in common. Oh, so yeah, I love that. And another thing, this is just side note, this has nothing to do with the episode, guys, but we're gonna go with it because <laughs> this <laughs> is a cafecito chat, we talk about everything. I don't know. Did I ask you if you play video games last time? I don't know, but I play Mortal Kombat every now and then just because I like it, you know, grew up in the 90s. So shout out to the, you know, superhero and video game moms, because, you know, sometimes we think like maybe I shouldn't be
0: playing that because I'm older. But, hey, it's fun. (laughs) Oh, no, listen, I have uh, I just show you a tattoo of baby Groot because this year for my birthday my guy got me a baby Groot tattoo on my (laughs) left wrist I love baby Groot and secretly when like the Marvel comics like the script like the movie comes on and they do like the whole theme song I like hum it and get super excited (laughs) because I know it's about to be all the way lit and live look my heart is Marvel if I believe I'm not, I don't play video games. However, I did buy, I think it was um, Crash Bandicoot. I haven't played that. Oh, girl, Crash
1: <laughs> Well, I like your tattoo. Let me just say that. I like tattoos. Um, and I also wanted to just say really quick, like, oh my God, now I want to talk about like Iron Man. <laughs> but no, you know, I loved... I don't know I think it was the last one when they finally got all of the the stones and Iron Man literally sacrificed his life to save everyone and I remember telling uh, my husband oh my god he was like Jesus he saved everybody (laughs) so I think I like the element of you know the bad versus good it's so good but anyway all right this episode is not about superheroes but but it's cool
0: we tricked you we tricked you we had to we come on here yes are you a dc fan or are you a marvel fan you got to choose yes that choose. is the
1: question um so today's episode is not about superheroes but i love that you mentioned that you see how i got excited and i got geeked out because <laughs> seriously when i hear like another woman say oh i like superheroes i like you know video games it really gets me excited My dog is barking. If you guys can hear her, I am so sorry. She's usually very quiet. I think she got excited too. Anyway, (laughs) um, so today we're actually, I'm so glad that we started the episode this way uh, because we're going to talk about forgiveness. And I know that that is a very sensitive and hard topic for a lot of people. Like it's hard to talk about that. And, and we're going to get to why we're going to talk about that. I know that when we had connected I started sharing like personal things with you that I normally don't share with strangers and then we just realized oh wow there's a reason why we connected and and we started talking about forgiveness in our communities right how it's seen as like something weak so I'm so glad that we started this episode on a a lighter note because I think it's going to get a little bit deep But before that, Erica, I want you to tell listeners what you're doing with your journals, because I think that what you're doing is so amazing and your purposeful journals and you have like, I guess, is it a subscription box? Anyway, I want you to tell us about that. And also what inspired
0: you to start helping
1: women through their healing journey?
0: Okay. So I'm glad that you asked this question because, um, Uh, it it can go so deep. So, you know, you might have to ring me back around if I don't answer it completely, but, uh, but I will get to it. So, um, I am the owner of purposeful journals and planners. Um, I started, I had a vision about this two years ago. Um, and it really stemmed from the fact that, um, growing up. I didn't feel like I had a voice to, you know, share the things that were going on in my heart. And I share earlier, you know, when you introduced me about the passion of seeing women, you know, heal, getting healed or being going through the journey of being healed. And so um, I was, I'm not afraid to share this. Um, if you know me, I am pretty transparent. Um, from the time I was eight to 12 years old, I was molested um, by my sister's father. And, um, I have no recollection of a lot of those memories back um, between that age range. And so, uh, you know, back then, um, and especially in the African-American community, when you share this type of of information with a family member, a trusted family member, um, sometimes that information can be difficult for them to digest. And so um, I didn't have a safe space for me to share my heart. I didn't have a safe space. And so I'm out of my love for, you know, going to school, I'm an educator by nature is what I love to say. Um, I love to write. And so I found a safe space in, in creating a makeshift journal out of a regular, you know, Dollar Tree or Dollar General One Subject Notebook. So they started off as it just being poems, you know, expressing myself to be able to get out what was going on. Trans, it transitioned from poems. To prayers to God. So I would just pour my heart out. And I still have some of those journals to this day where I just pour my heart out to God about the things I struggle with as a young teenager, you know, young adult. And now as a woman, I, you know, pour it out, sharing with God, like my thoughts, my feelings, my heart. And from that, it turned into me working through, you know, my quiet time with God and my Bible and him just speaking to me through that and him revealing himself through my uh, journals and through, you know, my interactions with other women. Um, it, it manifested into that. And so two years ago, me and a couple of girls, I call them my workout buddies. Shout out to gang gang. Um <laughs> we got together and we did a vision board party and at the time purposeful wasn't called purposeful but the vision was still very clear um god asked me to write down 30 words that women struggle with 30 words so i wrote them down and um one of those words were forgiveness and so um he took me on a journey of you know building purposeful by me being a student in my own mini journaling course so i created purposeful journals as a a pathway for women to use a tool to put in their tool belt to help them to you know write in a safe space if they didn't have a safe space to connect with God with connect with God connecting community with women who are like-minded to begin their journey through writing reflective writing reflective journaling and so throughout that process um You know, God had been working in my heart on forgiveness um, because I I held resentment towards, you know, my offender and I held resentment towards my mom. And it was much more than just, you know, being molested. It was, you know, I grew up without a father. I grew up in poverty. I grew up in the hood, you know. Mm -hmm. And so for me, this created a dynamic space for me to be able to start my healing journey. And so that is really like a nutshell of what Purposeful is. Um, Right now, I'm doing a mini journaling course on forgiveness, where it's focused specifically on forgiveness. So I affectionately call myself the intentional coach, because I believe that when we are intentional, we see we're intentional and we work with with God, we partner with God, we get to see ourselves through the journey becoming healed.
1: I love that. That is, oh my goodness, that is so powerful. So I I think that's how we actually really started having a deeper conversation. And let me just backtrack. Thank you so much for what you are doing because and for sharing that. That's so personal. And a lot of times I've I've been there and I know some women are there we want to hide from those hard things and those hard truths and the pain, but it's all of that, that God uses as your superpower. He really, really does. Um, So I just want to thank you for being very transparent and just for being so willing to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to help other women. Um, And I wanted to say, like, I think that's, how we got deeper in conversation. Yeah. Cause I, I wanted to know about you, but then I know you wanted to know about like what are you doing? And I think as like entrepreneurs, we're like that. And we were just talking about this <laughs> before we hit record. How, oh, I like that we're both like reaching out to people and want to connect with people. And so we had a like a whole other conversation about that that probably should have been an episode, but um, <laughs> I love that you know I'm that way. I want to know oh, what are you doing? Not because I want to be nosy or compare, but because I really want to celebrate you. And I want to know, oh, wow, like, you know, that's amazing. And that's, that's just how I am. And I, I can see that you're the same way. So I think that's how we got deeper in conversation through the DMs was because I shared with you what happened with my daughter, right? My daughter, Um, she's a survivor of sexual abuse. So am I. And as a mom you never you never expect to hear that and it's so traumatic and just like what you mentioned when you bring that to the attention of people in your family they don't know what to do with it yeah. and so just going a little bit deeper you know we're we're both believers i do think that it's a generational thing that continues yeah. to happen and right. so then it's like when you start to look at it from a spiritual aspect you're like, hold on. Well, I'm still mad. I'm still hurt. But like, this is so much deeper. This trauma is so much deeper than than what I see on the surface. Um, So I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing that. And so this is why I said that this episode is, you know, going to be a little bit heavy and deep. So if you're listening, and you get triggered at any point, Please just come back and listen another time because forgiveness can be triggering. It can make you release anger and all kinds of other emotions, but also sexual abuse. Like, guys, if you have little ears around you, probably don't want them to listen to this episode because this is a really, really
0: hard topic. And and so anyway, Erica. Yeah, you're you're wanted to share this. You had said something about generational, you know, it being generational, and you shared something about, you know, when I shared with my my mom, you know, what had happened, and she was very like clear, like just go back to sleep, and you know, your younger self, and this is you know something I'm learning in my my career, and just you know taking that information and moving it over to my my business now, I like to affectionately call it my ministry, um, because it's not a It can, I don't want it to seem like it's a business transaction at all um, because I really believe in being connected with people. But um, what I ended up finding out through, you know, going through therapy and seeking to understand my mom is that my mom is a woman just like me. Mm -hmm. My mom, that's her title, you know, is my mom. But she's a woman and she went through those things. And, you know, when I took the time to see her, really see her, I was able to see the pain and hurt and things that she went through when I took a step back and when I took a step back to allow her space to share her heart, we were able to truly connect. You know, although, you know, it doesn't take away the fact that, you know, she didn't protect me with her words and her actions she couldn't because she didn't have the tools and she still is working on that she's still Mm -hmm. working on that and so through you know purposeful and the work of forgiveness and going through therapy and having these conversations I'm able to release that resentment that bitterness that malicious intent that Ephesians 4 32 31 and 32 what God asks of us as forgiver for uh, believers and ask of us to forgive others is to release that because it holds us down. Yeah. You know, we are carrying a book bag of rocks while that person is carrying an envelope and walking around and living their lives. And I know it sounds, you know, really straightforward. um, But at the same time, it's like, it's time to put down the weight so then you can receive the love that you were always designed to receive. Wow. So
1: I love that you mentioned therapy because we, we talked about this before too in our communities. Right. Yeah. Cause that's what I had shared with you. And you were like, Oh my God, like same here. Cause that's how I grew up. You know, therapy was seen as like, uh, that's for crazy people you don't tell anybody your business that's how that's how I was raised like you don't tell nobody your business and then growing up in the hood you really don't tell nobody your business you know right that's how it is and so you you're growing up when you're growing up in dysfunction and I'm speaking for myself you're already dysfunctional and you're being taught that you got to be hard right I was raised by by my dad. And he was a very tough, authoritative kind of man. So I became that way because there was no woman around me to model after. And then you're growing up in the hood where like, girl, you better be tough because you're in the hood. Like we don't cry out here. Right. So it's it's such an interesting dynamic. But then when you think like, oh, I can't go to therapy because that's for crazy people. Something's wrong with me. People are going to judge me it's a limiting belief. And it's such, sorry, it's such BS. Like I'm just gonna say it like that because yeah. it is therapy. You need therapy. Like what better place to go to where you could literally unload release. And that person is not going to go back and say nothing to no one. Cause they have patient confidentiality unless, unless it's very serious and you're in danger or something. But so I love that you mentioned that, but the other thing too, as someone who has had a very difficult relationship with her mom, you know, I'm speaking of myself, the fact that you can you can see that, well, she's a woman just like me. And I think that's the journey that I'm on where God is beginning to, like, really take me there through through my own healing that I'm still healing that, like, wait a minute, this person has been through some things. And as a woman... I can relate to her even more that like, I'm a woman, she's a woman like me. So I think that a lot of times when we can step back and detach a little where you could be like, let me, let me take this title off this person, the title of mom or the title of dad and, and see that, you know, they came from a family of origin. They grew up a certain way. They had traumatic experiences, One thing I realized, Erica, with what happened with my daughter was that I only saw the dad that was presented to me. I only saw the way he presented himself to me. And I don't mean it to say like, oh, my dad's this monster. What I mean is we don't know everything that our parents go through. We only see what they allow us to see. And I think a lot of people are like that. And so... It's not to say that, you know, when people hurt us, like we should just, okay, well, okay, it's okay that you did that to me. Let's let it go. Bygones be bygones. That's not at all what we mean. And then the whole thing of forgive and forget. Girl, you know you're never going to forget what happened to you. Like, I don't even know why people say that. Because you're never going to forget. It's in your brain. But I love what you said. Stop carrying a backpack of rocks. Because what unforgiveness does is that it oppresses you.
0: Whoo, man, you are tapping on my drum today. (laughs) And I am trying to hold off on going. Go ahead, girl, go ahead. (laughs) You said so much. Oh, so I'm hoping that whoever is listening to this, like, I hope that this blesses your spirit. I hope that. Through this conversation that you become free, you get, become set free, or you even just start the journey of saying, you know what, I'm willing to put take this backpack off. You said the word oppression, and it does. It literally, I described to my therapist in the conversation with her as I'm doing the work, because I'm still doing the work. Y'all, look, your girl is a human being just trying to help another human being. Yeah. Um, but. I shared with her that I felt like the enemy placed a muzzle on my mouth at a very early age because he knew that once I started opening up my mouth and sharing my my story and getting on platforms such as this, and I'm honored to be here, or just opening up the doors for other women to, to create safe spaces for other women to share that, their story, that they would become free. Yeah. And so one of the biggest things that you said was, you know, taking a step back and being able to look at your family member or even the offender, look at the offender from a curious perspective, like just looking at them, just like how we stare at clouds or we're just, you know. So let's just say we in the hood. Somebody's fighting. We standing <laughs> on the porch, right? We just looking like, oh man, you see, you know what I mean. That's how you have to look at the, some situations. Is like, yo, like, what is going on here? Instead of looking at the situation from it being like, oh, this happened to me. Yes, it did happen to you. But I, I challenge you to look at it from the perspective of what happened here. Yeah. When you look at the person, what happened instead of what's going on with you? What happened to you?
1: Yeah.
0: What happened to you, mom? What happened to you, dad? What happened to you, offender? Mm-hmm. What happened to you? Because. Whether we want to, you know, admit this or not, we don't people don't want to grow up hurting other people, hurt people, hurt people. But then, you know, you we had you had said something in the conversation that reminded me of the movie The Shack. Mm-hmm. And where um, wisdom, which was portrayed as a woman, and then the man Mac was sitting in a cave and, you know, wisdom had asked him, was he able to judge his daughter and his son for the death of his his youngest daughter? And he wasn't able to do it. And the reason why is because, of course, our human perspective, we're only able to see just a portion of things. But God looks at me, just looks at me just the same way he looks at my mom. The same way he looks at you, the same way he looks at whomever is listening at the foot of the cross, the playing field is equal. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to take off the lens of pain in order to see through, to see how, see people through the lens of love. Man, that's so good. You know, that's why I said like,
1: this is such a touchy, like not even touchy. I don't even want to use that word, but just a very sensitive topic, but you know, this season is about, you know, stepping into your influence season two of this, of this podcast. And I remember when I was, I was on Instagram and we had all, I think this is right before, cause we had already kind of connected. We wanted yeah. to connect, but the timing just didn't work. And I saw your post, and you were talking about forgiveness. And I was just like, I don't know why I'm like, I think I need her to come on the podcast. I think I need her to come on because the reason why we're even talking about this, because if you're listening, you're like, what does this have to do with leadership or influence or whatever, being fearless or whatever? Um, You know, if you are being oppressed by unforgiveness and you are carrying unforgiveness, you're not really free to be the person that you were created to be. That's really the whole point of this podcast is like giving yourself permission to be who God created you to be because God created each of us for a purpose, for a bigger purpose than what we could ever even imagine. And so, obviously we we are both believers, we both have a very powerful testimony. So we see things from that from that angle. And so let me just say, like, we're not like trying to push our beliefs on you, but if you're not someone that believes in God, you're like, I don't care about all that girl, just stick around because, you know, this is, this is not even about religion. It's really about relationship the fact that we're, cr- we have been created. We have been ahead of time. We were thought of, we were designed on purpose. We're not an accident. We're here oh. for a purpose. And with our pain, God uses that for a purpose. And I want to just kind of touch a little bit on what you were saying about seeing the offender, like what happened to you. So I'm currently in this uh, like class at church. It's pretty long, but it's called mending the soul and it's a curriculum. And it is very hard to do that because it really goes deep into like different types of offenders and different types of abuse, what it does to you, how it perverts the image of God in you. It's so like deep Mm. and it's hard to not get triggered when you're doing such deep inner work. So it does make you think what happened to you person. And so we're not just talking about sexual abuse. You know, we're talking about any way that you've gotten hurt. Maybe you got hurt in church and that's why you you don't want to ca- hear about God. Like right. I get that. But in any type of hurt, you were absolutely right when you said hurt people hurt people. So mm-hmm. when you are able to step back and not own the pain and not own like okay, I'm a victim. Like, yeah, we all have been victims at some point, but you're not called to be a victim forever. And that's kind of where I'm going with this is like. The, the point of becoming an influential woman is so that you can influence others, but if you're being held back because like you called it a backpack of rocks. Imagine trying to lead people up a mountain with a backpack full of rocks. Girl, that is not going to work. So, I just love what you're sharing. Like you are you are just inspiring me because it's so true and I think when we are still caught up in the in the unforgiveness, in the anger, when we're still caught up in that, it's such a distraction from
0: where God actually wants to take you. Yeah. you. What you said is so good. So, so good. So, so good. You said the word influence. I'm really like word, I'm a word person. And so when you say influence and I'm, I'm, I'm visual. So I'm picturing this in my head, you know, you may, you painted a beautiful picture of carrying a backpack of rocks up a mountain, or if you're hiking, it's heavy, you can't carry it, but think about I challenge you to look at it from this perspective. And this is what actually, and I'll give you an a, a example, an actual example. So I went to a, the nail salon, faithful, get my nails done. I'm in, you know, talking to my nail tech, girl, how you doing? Everything, right? And so in the midst of that conversation with her, my offender walks in. What? Oh my God. And I instantly am like, you know, And maybe you guys can relate to this, like you shrink back into that state of for me, it was the younger version of myself to protect myself because I'm like, I don't know what to say or I don't know what to do. But in that instance, and this is how I know God is working, he showed me who that man was like, I could see him in the pain and just the things that he was carrying and upon that I had compassion on him. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying I wanted to go up and hug him. I'm not saying I wanted to go up and write him a letter to say, hey, I, I understand why you, you know. No, that is not the case. I No. What I am saying is my heart was softened. Because I was able to see that somebody hurt that man. Yeah. Somebody did something to that man for him to pervert have a perverted vision to do anything like that to someone whether it be male or female or older younger I was able to see that and I thank God for that gift because it was able because I'm able to see him from that perspective it helps me when I'm helping women who may not see it to help them to see it along again remember I'm a student in in my own course you know and so as I'm working with women and coaching women and having them come to events such as the forgiveness hike and the one that I'm getting ready to do in next, next, actually next Saturday called girlfriends, backyards and bonfires. We'll be talking. That's so awesome. Girl, I wish I lived by you. I'd be like, I'm there. (laughs) Listen, Listen, we're going to be having these conversations because like you said, it keeps you in bondage. Yeah, people think being free is just this ability for us to be able to go get our hair, our hair done, our nails done, and our feet done, and this this false image of what self-care is. Yes, that is a small piece of it. But I believe that self-care is also forgiveness. Yeah. Because with forgiveness, what that's tied to when you begin to release those weights that are not there were never assigned for you, it was never meant for you to carry. God asks us. Jesus Christ said, cast your cares upon me because he cares for you. And what he means is that resentment, that bitterness, that malicious, all that stuff that you give that to him so he can give you something in exchange, give you beauty for your ashes. Mm. Yes. You know, and so. Like, y'all, like, legit, I walked around, I was promiscuous, I was messing around with different people because I wanted to receive love, I was drinking and excessive because I wanted to numb, I was smoking, I was connected to women who didn't forgive their offenders. So my whole environment, you know, my whole perspective was, I'm just gonna hang out with people who are just like me unintentionally and intentionally, because I didn't want to deal with my, my mess. But when I started to, you you had said something about, you know, being saved on your couch earlier. Yeah. No, I believe that, you know, you might not be a believer and that's okay. Mm -hmm. No, no shame, no judgment. And that's not my role to do that. But I can tell you that I met Jesus in the community room in the hood of where I lived at in the projects. I met Jesus throwing up on the side of my car, coming from the club with a small little mini dress on and some pumps thinking I am doing the thing. I met Jesus in the middle of me messing around with somebody I knew I had no business messing with. I met Jesus in the middle of me taking shots with people I knew I had no business being connected with. So you can't tell me that there's not a God that's not willing to meet you where you are. It's not about being perfect. It's about progression. And he loves you. Even if you sitting and you're listening to this and you're making decisions where, you know, you're not supposed to, he loves you even in that moment right there. Yes. Oh my goodness. And even as believers,
1: girl, like I've done some stuff that <laughs> you don't think you're going to do when you, you call yourself a Jesus follower. Like, so we're not at all, we're not at all, like you said, this I this space is not to judge. And I always say that, but like, I have said this before, if you even like me a little girl, that's because of God. Okay. Cause because I, and I think that's why we connected too. last time that we jumped on zoom, we started sharing our testimony with each other. And I'm like, girl, I used to be this crazy drunk party girl. And you're like me too. And like, so then you just see the beauty from ashes, the beauty of what God does. And I just want to encourage you guys out there that maybe you feel, you feel far away. You feel like you don't understand the God thing. Either one of us would be happy to have that conversation with you. Or you're like, you guys don't know what I've done. Like, you guys don't know what I've done. God doesn't want me. That's what I used to think. God doesn't Mm -hmm. want me. I'm a mess. I'm going from relationship to relationship. But you know what? He wants you just the way you are literally just the way you are, just like what you said, you're over there, you know, all messed up in your mini dress, because the thing that, that happens with Jesus is that he sees you for who you can be. He doesn't see you for who you are. Like he sees you for like that girl right there. Watch what I do with her. Watch how I use her. Watch how I use her mouth to be my, my messenger, you know? And so I, Girl, I love that you shared that because it's hard. It's hard to not talk about what God has done in our lives when you know what you come from, when you know that you shouldn't be where you even are right now at this very moment. And so I really I just feel it in my heart that there's somebody listening that probably just accidentally, right, accidentally found this podcast Mm -hmm. And they they need to to hear this. They've been waiting to hear this. And so I just want to encourage you, like, if that's you and you're worried that people are going to judge you because you're wondering about who is this God. Girl, just talk to him. Like, and
0: when we're, when we're, say, yeah. Say talk to him. I'm sorry. I did not hear. To him. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, talk. To him how we're talking, you know, like, God, I call God. God is my homie. And I'm like, God, look. Today just ain't the day for me, and I'm struggling right now. Like I talk to him like that, like like he's your, of course, with respect. You know, like the person. Think about a person that you respect and love, but you can be your your authentic self with. Think about that person that that's your safe space that you can just let it all out. I say, like you could slide your wig off with, (laughs) and you just let them let them all in. And I I I can tell you this: I've seen him move in ways that I've not seen him move in my life and other people's lives just because I set aside time to truly just be in my car or walking my dog or having conversations like this because he did say when two or three more agree, he's in the midst. Yes. And so, yeah. And so the thing is, it's like, let's, let's just take off the mask, take off the nails, take off the wig, take Rub, my ashes. Up, rub it <laughs> off and get real and raw with him like yo god look and my favorite term is you if you ever get to connect with me you will hear me say this yo because of this exactly <laughs> I talked to god yo god look <laughs> <laughs> this backpack I got on is way too heavy I'm ready to unpack it and I want to just start with this one thing he's like cool let's go he gonna, he's going to keep knocking at your heart because he wants to see you Free, he yeah. wants to see your heart. You mentioned earlier about you know having a hardened heart. You know he wants to soften that thing, and he's going to be gentle with it. He's going to be patient with you. He's going to be kind. He's going to be you know he's all of those things that he said that he is. He is. Yeah. He is. He's going to take his time with you because he understands that baby, you don't been through some things. Yeah, I'm not here to. Try to, you know, tomorrow you're going to be like this. He knows that it's going to take time. My journey in forgiving my offender was not just about my offender. He God knew that it was about, you know, my father, my mother, the friends that would offend me, the family that would offend me, the people connected to me that would offend me, because He knew that in order, in order to step into who He's called me to be. I have to let go of each and every time somebody comes up and, and pokes and prides at me. If you take the time to look up what it means to offend someone, you'll really get. I challenge you to look up what it means to forgive. Look up what it means to offend. Look up what it means to show grace, mercy, and all those different things. So that way you can truly get a, a, a God perspective of what it means to forgive. God is not asking you to go up to your offender and give him a hug. Yeah. That's not what he's asking. God is not asking you to let that person back in your life. The unique thing about having a relationship with God is that he's going to meet you right where you are. Both of us on this podcast, he talks to us differently. Yeah. Whereas for me, I could probably go up and, and, and I could be in the same room for somebody else that might not be the same. And that's okay, baby. That yeah. is okay. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, oh, man, you touched on something about just even just walking in when you're called to walk in purpose. Because, you know, like you say, he has a plan for you. And, you know, my purpose is purposeful, is to coach, is to teach, is to lead women, you know, into a relationship with Jesus Christ is one big, big piece of it. But um, when you said, you know, you can't do that when you're holding on to weights. It's like you're hindering, you're becoming a stumbling block for other people connected to you because your call is much bigger than other people. You know, it's so much bigger than just not other people. It's so much bigger than, than you. Yeah. It's other people, other people. Wow. You know what, Erica, that's so, so good.
1: And, you know, I think what we're really saying is that you can't forgive by yourself. You You really need God's help to forgive Mm because it's it's not easy and I feel like forgiveness has so many different stages where you go from anger to victim to depressed sometimes you know back to anger back to depression you feel it goes to I'm freaking infuriated like it goes through so many different stages and it it becomes so heavy that you have no choice but to ask god please just take this for me mm-hmm. like i don't i don't even want this and i just i just want to you know open up this podcast so that if someone out there is like you know i didn't go to church when i got saved i don't know if you were going to church when okay. i when i started my walk with god like i didn't go to church i didn't I didn't know about like reading the Bible. I didn't know what it looked like to be a woman of God or whatever. I didn't know what that looked like. And then I got hurt by Christians. But for the woman who might be listening, that's like, dang, I I really want to have this conversation, but I don't trust anyone. I open up my DMs. Erica, I know sure. I'm talking to you, girl. You're like, yes, let's do this. So yes. we're here for you. I believe that there, there was another purpose for this episode. Like literally I'm looking at my notes and I just, I I felt like God was like, girl, stop looking at your notes. Like (laughs) we're on something else.
0: I had me say, girl, I'm telling you, I, I, and you, it's funny that you say that because I looked at it and then I said to myself, I will not pre-answer. I'm just going to go with where you take it. Yeah. And you know, I do that just. Cause I talk
1: so freaking much and I will just keep talking. And that's how like, I hold myself accountable to like, okay, girl, like people got stuff to do. You got to wrap it up. (laughs) But, (laughs) (laughs) But you know, the, the whole reason of, of all of this too, is that my desire is to see women know who they are, know what their identity is beyond what people have said, beyond your mistakes, beyond what has happened to you. Because a lot of times what has happened to us, we're like prisoners to it. And we're, we're living in fear when we keep holding on to the pain and the mistakes and we constantly replay them. And, you know, there is a spiritual warfare, the enemy, the enemy of your life doesn't want you to be the person God wants you to be. He doesn't want you to get to where you're going. And so, I just want to encourage to the woman cuz I really just feel like someone's listening who may have already been thinking about this and I'm sharing this not as this person who has it all together cuz trust me I don't, okay? Girl, I don't got it all together. In oh fact, God. I was suicidal right before I gave my life to Jesus. So, You know, we're not, I'm not speaking as some churchy person. I'm just speaking as someone who grew up in the hood, who's been through a lot. But if you have been thinking about this, you've been asking God, if you're real, give me a sign. This is your sign. Okay. He's, he's, he knows you. He wants to know you more. He wants to show you all that is possible for your life if you would just allow him the room to do that the space to do that and oh my god girl we could we could just like
0: go so,
1: we could go so deep because I, I want to share this and this might be a little bit hard to understand you know god is like this is a question that people ask a lot well if god was so good or if god was real why did this happen and why did this happen and you know, there's something called free will. God is not a God that controls us. God is a gentleman. He really truly is. God is not a God that controls us. He gives you the choice Ooh, to, baby. to walk with him and hang out with him or not, or do things your way. And because of that, unfortunately, the ugly side of it is, first of all, we live in a fallen, broken world. Second of all, Evil things have been done to people. And, and because of free will, people choose to do evil things. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there that because somebody might be thinking like, well, if if God is so good or blah, blah, blah. The problem, Erica, is that when, when you're in a state of oppression and when you're in a state of like being so distracted by your pain, you look at people who are talking like us. Oh, God is good. And God like oh man they don't even know what my life is like they don't even know what i've been through they they're okay now like yeah that's them not me but
0: no girl that's you too that is you too yeah. we're yeah. we're just we're just regular women you know yes yes Oh goodness. It's that was divine because I literally was tapping over here on my, my tray and I'm like the word (laughs) choice. I said, choice It's choice. And I, and you said it. it is choice. It goes down to, it boils down to choice and right. I've had, you know, personal story, had a friend who, you know, reached out to me in the midst of creating purposeful. And she said that same exact thing. Her, you know, both of her parents passed away. One, um, right before four at four years old and the other one shortly Mm -hmm. in her teens. And, you know, she has shared a, a statement with me of, you know, what if you come in contact with someone who doesn't believe? And, you know, I was I was stopped, you know, in my tracks because I'm like, I don't see in my head. I didn't say this to her. I don't see how you can't. You know, but then I had to again look through the lens of right now, she's looking through the lens of her pain. When you look through the lens of your pain, if you watch the movie The Shack, and this is why I love this, highly recommend you watch it if you want to understand the way that you know God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Mm. Spirit responds through forgiveness and how they interact with each other, is that when you see through the lens of pain, you lose the sight of me, which is Mm. you lose you lose the sight of love, you you lose looking through the lens of love, you lose your ability to choose. You get to choose being free and what freedom looks like for you, because God has called us all to an abundant life, but he's not going to pull your hand and force you to come to it. He's going to wait on you. He's going to keep pursuing you because that is who he is, but he's not going to pull you through the door to do it. Because It's not an authentic relationship if I got to pull you and make you do something Mm. because you're going to revert back to that state. And, you know, doing the work of forgiveness is messy. Choosing is messy. If you've ever had to make a choice to do the right thing or to do what you wanted, you know that that choice in the midst of it is painful. It's it's ugly. It's it's I don't want to do this. I ain't really ready to do this. But then once you move through it, you look back in hindsight, you're like, I'm thanking God. I think I am thankful. I'm grateful for the fact that, you know, I was able to see a little bit through that difficult season. And like you shared, you know, you had said, you know, I'm just a, you know, a woman who God has been molding and shaping. I was suicidal. I I struggled with depression. Anx- anxiety ran through my family. I, at some point in my life, I've been, had two spats of me not remembering six months of my life because I was depressed. Wow. You know? Ah. I apologize. I have a small dog here. Like, hey, we're having cafecito chat, so it's right. all good. <laughs> okay, but um, I I remember being in that state because I got so low, y'all, so low that I gave up on me. I gave up on me. And there was some moment in my life, there was a moment of change. And this has, you know... I think this is what catapulted me into where I am now is that I realized that for many years, the enemy had my, my voice, my ability to choose from a very young age. Sometime that's taken from you literally through just community and being with God and spending time with him on my floor. Because like you said, I didn't grow up in the church. They came to come to the hood to give us stuff because we were the less fortunate people. You know, I grew up in spaces where people thought that I wasn't, because of my skin color, I wasn't good enough. And so I, I've always had to prove myself in these spaces. But there was a moment in my relationship with God where he shared with me, baby, you got the power to choose. You don't need to stay here. You're not a victim anymore. You are victorious. I've called you. You got a purpose. Your name is Erica. You are a daughter of, of, of my. your mind's. Mm -hmm. you I I share my spirit with you and in that moment I stood up I will not allow for you to tell me I'm I need to do this and do that because I'm a daughter of the king and Mm -hmm. I will not be subjected to my feelings I will not be subjected to who you think I am yes you might remember me in the season where I was out clubbing with you but baby God has changed my whole name amen and with that name changed Just like he changed, I think it was Abram, is it uh, Abram to Abraham? Yeah. You know, like I said, remember, I'm still growing and learning. No, it is. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) he, he changes who you are. He's changed me from the inside out. From the inside out to a girl who literally, and I'm trying not to even get emotional on this, but from a girl who was looking for a father. To a girl who knows who her father is. From a girl who, a young girl who was scared. Who was afraid to open her mouth. To on 8-29 of 2019, God gave me the word to say, oh, don't be afraid to open your gift and speak to give me back my voice, to give me back courage and boldness to come to him and to sit here on this platform, to share with y'all that just because someone touched you, that does not mean that he does not have his hand on you. It's up to you. It's up to you. You gotta choose it. Not your mom, not me, not you. Not your pastor, not your bishop, nobody. I don't care how many sermons or podcasts or any of that you listen to. If you don't hear the voice of God and you don't choose his voice over everybody else's, if you got to get by yourself and get on the floor and cry out to him, do it. And I promise that he's going to answer you in the right time. I promise. I've seen him do it for me. I'm sitting in a house that was built from the ground up because of my, my obedience and just being willing to let God in my heart. But, you know, it's up to you ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, it's up to you. Wow.
1: Erica, that was so powerful. Thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, I just want to add like, wow. Wow. That was I. I had to hold back my tears, quite honestly. I shared with you. I'm writing a book, <clears throat> and it's very hard for me to write that book because it talks about my journey of what happened with my daughter. Um. Oh my gosh, I shouldn't be telling you guys what I'm writing. No. Um. But anyway, the whole book is about how the the trauma and the tragedy of my life co- allowed me to see who I really was. That I was. God's daughter. I wasn't what was said about me. I wasn't. So I do believe that there's many women who struggle with this. See, I didn't grow up not having a dad, but as an adult, I didn't have a dad anymore because of my choosing to do the right thing. So when you were talking about that, I was like, oh Lord, yes, (laughs) like preach. So I know the pain now of not not having a physical dad. But what I know is that I do have a dad. I have, I have a father who literally created everything, who provides, who, you know, and and it's, it's hard to understand that when like, when you, when you have a hard time because of the pain you've experienced, like from a father or someone who, portrayed to be a father or someone who misrepresented themselves as a God's child or something. But I, I think what we're saying is like, you will know who you really are when you see yourself through his eyes. And that's one of the reasons why when I do my mentoring, I teach affirmations, but I, I have the women use Bible verses or inspirational quotes because words are powerful, right? But there's something about digging into the Bible, the word of God, and finding something that he says about you. Like, I love Ephesians 2.10. It says that you are God's masterpiece. Now, just imagine if you, if you, not you, but just in general, because I used to feel like I wasn't good enough. I used to tell myself that I was stupid, right? So just imagine that you're constantly telling yourself, man, I'm stupid, man, I'm this, Man, I'm so ugly. I'm I'm not good enough. I'm blah blah blah. Fill in the blank. But imagine that you're constantly telling yourself, you know what, I'm God's masterpiece. I'm God's masterpiece. I'm God's masterpiece. Can can you see how different that is when you see yourself as God's masterpiece versus what someone else said about you? So I I can't even say like. Oh my God. I love what you said. What you said is so freaking powerful and your vulnerability, Erica. I pray that God blesses you for that because it takes a very strong and free and courageous woman to sit there and say,
0: let let me, let me tell you what my dad has done, you know? And it took me a while to get to that place. I remember, you know, I was talking to, um, someone who lives in North Carolina who's super dear to me, her name is Jamira. Um, And I shared this with her, you know, in the midst of me getting ready to prepare and launch, you know, one of the biggest struggles for me with Purposeful was, well, God, what if they like, what do people judge me for sharing how good you've been to me? Like, because I've seen how the world can crucify you for, I mean, like literally just, nail you to a wall they nail jesus to a wall i mean to a tree right literally crucify you for all uh, i remember when you used to be like this or who i remember being in a conversation with a guy i was dating and we were sitting out at a restaurant and there was a girl who was sitting next to across from us and he was just like i remember who she was and now she's just a believer and you know what i mean and these memories stick with you even if it's not about you it's just like well if I do follow you, God, well, what am I, like, I want you, you will go through many things. I wonder what people like me. What if I, I've lost, a, I've lost best friends, people behind just choosing to say, you know what? No longer will you no longer will. It's not even about them. It's about the enemy that's trying to operate through them. I'm not going to let you dictate to me and tell me how I'm, how God has asked me is said to me to move. Yeah. I'm not going to allow for a a situation or a circumstance to dictate God's word. And like you said, if you dig into his word, it's something beautiful about the fact that his word is unmovable, unshakable and his word does not come back. void. he said in his word, I can't remember this verse off the top of my head. I am not, I am God and I do not change. Yeah. It's us who changes. One Mm -hmm. minute we hot and we cold, like Katy Perry, I'm hot and we're cold, we're yes and we're no, we're in and we're out, we're all <laughs> over, we're all over the place, and God was like, if you just don't come on over here and come walk with yeah. me, you know, I, I'm not about to go through, you know, uh, we go through all these highs and lows and all these different moments because we're human, we're fickle, you know, and he knows that, but it's something about going into that word of God, and every time you go into word of God, I challenge you to go into where it, it might say, like the verse, um, love is patient, love is kind, taking out love and put Erica's patient or your name, and Put it. you are patient, you are kind. Just like you spoke of those affirmations, put your name into it. Yeah. You know, and declare and decree that over your life, over your kids' life, you know, over your friends' lives. You know, when you hear somebody speaking negative over themselves or when you hear yourself, At at, change that tone, change that word and and remind yourself, put those sticky. I used to have sticky notes all in my car. I got them all over my wall. I got them in in, in my phone. I got them everywhere because the enemy is so interesting. He can't be everywhere because that's God. God is omnipresent. Yeah. But he will find ways to try to, you'll be listening to something. You'll see, you'll question who you are. Yeah. You got to know. And you got to remind yourself. That's why God's word is repetitive. He says things several different times, partially because we a little, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we will forget, but he will remind you. He will send it through. You might've no. heard what we, what we just said together several times by somebody within this week, girl, that's just God reminding you, or sir, that's just God reminding you of how much he loves you and how much he wants you to know how much he loves you because he loves you. His love for you can't get no bigger than what it is right now. Amen, amen. Oh my goodness.
1: All right, Erica, as we wrap, cause girl, I feel like I'm seriously feeling like I should open up my Bible cause this is so good. It, <laughs> it's, it's so good when you can just be you, when you can, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. I mean, I'll just give a visual because I'm also visual. It's like when you take a knife and I don't know what that thing is that you sharpen it with. I remember seeing my dad always do that because he would like cut meat and stuff. And I always when I when I see that verse, that's what I think of when you are two women who are like, I'm God's daughter, you're God's daughter. Let's talk, right? Let's let's have some, a cafecito chat. And you literally uplift each other. It's like sharpening a knife. It is mm-hmm. literally, you know, because what happens when Erica's not feeling good? What happens when Erica's down or I'm down? When Mikaela's just, ain't, she ain't feeling right. And I know, you know what? I could DM Erica. I could DM her. I'm going to text her because she said she was going to give me her number, you guys. <laughs> But Like I could reach out to so-and-so because I know she's a good person. I know she loves God and I know that she's going to pray for me. You need friends that are going to pray for you. I'm just going to say, you need friends that are going to pray for you. And when you tell them I'm struggling because yeah, I'm a coach, you're a coach, Mm -hmm. but we go through stuff. We (laughs) need other mentors. We need to invest in our time and our resources into other people so that they can do what God called them to do so they can help us. Mm -hmm. So, so I just, I loved that you were so transparent and, you know, I really believe that, that this episode is intentionally for someone. I don't know who, but it's for somebody. Um, but as we wrap, uh, Will you just give us some practical tips of let's just say that I'm a girl, I don't know God, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are some practical tips uh that I could start doing or whoever's listening, so that you can start tapping into forgiveness without without getting too scared because you went too deep.
0: You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, no, no. I would just say that's a great question. And I'm thinking back to, you know, you know, my former self, um, my younger self. And when I didn't really know God, Um, a big piece of that for me was just, you know, I'm an advocate for journaling. I'm just sitting down and you, you can just write. And when I say write, you know, you get a piece of paper, get your favorite candle, get your favorite mug, put you some coffee, tea or hot chocolate, whatever you want in it um, and sitting down and just writing what's in your heart. Even if it's one word, even if a tear falls on the page, that's okay. If you need to draw it and you're not a person that likes to write words, you can draw, it. you can doodle it and just put a couple words next to it. Um, if you, and in that moment, you know, when you're, that's a piece that you, that's a piece of you that's connecting to God. It doesn't have to look, like this big formal sit down and for out now it is it's not that it's literally sitting down writing opening up your mouth and you could just say simply god i need you Mm -hmm. or god help me or god do you see me you know asking him inviting him and god I need you to come here and sit with me. Um, A lot of things that has helped me, you know, in my journey is, um, like I said, writing, but getting in community with women who are believing to help strengthen you so you can see God moving through community. Because for some people, you know, writing might not be your thing, but community is your thing. You know, getting with other women and just, you know, opening up your heart, a safe space, being willing to. You know, open up your heart, going to events after, you know, praying and God leading you to it. Going to events with women or one trusted friend that um, may open up and soften your heart. Um, I would say um, also. Opening up your word. Um, go into the back of your Bible like, you know, how we go to a dictionary and look up a word that we were struggling with. Go to your word and look up that word. So if it's for you, forgiveness, look up scriptures um, and read those and break it down. Highlight a word that, you know, is repeating itself or a word that you're unfamiliar with and ask God, hey, God, can you just, you know, highlight this? What does this mean, God? Like, just like that. That's exactly how I talk to him. So, you know, that's how I would say, you know, speaking with him. And then also, you know, downloading, if you would like to, there are two apps that I have. Um, One is called Daughters of the King. Um, And then there's another one called the Bible app. It's just the Bible. And it has um, different devotionals, different, um, like every day they have a devotional that you can click on and someone gives you some encouraging word. You can do many little challenges that are like three days or five days or seven days or even 21 days if you want to go at it. <laughs> um, and it gives you practical information, and I know that's a struggle for some people. Is you know, what does this walk look like? You know, like you said, as a woman of God, like what does it look like for me to walk practically in a world that is fallen? And so that app has whew, blessed me something serious. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. Wow,
1: Erica, you're gonna have to come. You're gonna have to be a regular girl, cause. Man, this was a juicy conversation. A juicy cafecito chat. Uh, so if someone's listening and they're like, "Man, I need I need to get to know Erica. I want to talk to her. I want to know more about the purposeful journals. Where can they find you and how can they connect with you?"
0: So, yes, of course, you can find me on Instagram at i am erica b, no caps, all one word. Regular Erica with the C, so i a m e r i c a. Be. um and you'll find my um, I have my Instagram, my business Instagram, my ministry Instagram tag to that main page. It's just easier for you to follow me there, or you can follow me on Facebook. Um, it's Erica Bohannon, and I'm um, my last name is B O H A N N O N, and then um, I have a community on Facebook called Purposeful Journals and Planners, the community. We are almost 200 women strong, so I, we are working, and um, I will be happy to connect with you there. You can shoot me a DM. I am getting my business page up as we speak, so you can meet me there, too, um, and like you said, um, if you if this touched your spirit, if this touched you in a way where you need to reach out, you can reach out to either one of us. Um, If you want to reach out to us together and we get on a Zoom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would love that. (laughs) For Um, sure.
1: I now add all of your links in the show notes. That way people can just click and go directly to you. But Erica, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and just for literally bringing a powerful word to listeners. So thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a great day, everybody. And I'm wishing you well. I'm praying for you. I love you.
1: Hey, guys please go follow Erica, go check out what she's doing. If you aren't ready to go to a therapist, but you know that you need to dive into, you know, into forgiving and what that might look like, I encourage you to check out what she's doing because I I know it's going to really empower you. But all right, guys, God bless. Mm Hey, girl, wasn't that episode so empowering and inspiring? Hey, do me a favor. Share this episode with the women in your life because something powerful happens when we lift each other up. You can share this episode with your amigas by texting them the link, posting it on social. And you can also tag me in your stories on IG at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. I'll make sure to give you a shout out. And hey, if you haven't left a review for the Fearless Mujer podcast and you have Apple, go ahead and leave me a review. Let me know that you're loving this podcast. All right, girl. God bless.